I'm gonna we do thing on Twitter real quick to see if Trump actually posted anything. He hasn't. The last time I, I saw, it. I thought I saw a video where he's like, "Well, that's nice that he let me back on, but I'm over here on Truth Social and we're having a good time." <laughs> <laughs> that's his platform, though, right? Yeah. Like he's not gonna leave it. I don't think. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we're anxiously awaiting Trump's uh, first tweet post yeah. uh, reinstatement. So, I think yesterday, when I checked, he had, um, I want to say just like half a million followers. Like a lot of people just unfollowed him. I yeah, think. he's up to like fifteen million now, because we all anxiously wait yeah. for his next tweet. Well, he has. 86.3 million right now so i don't know what happened did he always have that many i think everyone just started following him again yeah i yeah i tried following him i probably followed him 20 times yesterday if not more <laughs> like on kept saying i didn't follow him weird well it's a mess over at twitter right now so anything could be happening Welcome to Let's Explore This, your weekly technical difficulties podcast. So far, so good, though. We're doing um, good. Yeah, we're doing we're doing well. We're doing okay. How you, how you doing this week, Adam? Oh, uh, doing really good. Uh, I cleaned the work fridge a little bit. Um, nice. I got to hear about this. Yeah, so this one... Okay, let me describe this guy. He wears glasses. And he walks really, really fast. Like he tries, I know he tries to walk faster than me. Okay. He, he sort of does his like goose. He walks kind of like a goose, a silly goose. <laughs> like a, like a waddle of sorts. Yeah, but he's walking really fast. Okay. Like That's he kinda... he's walking faster than probably ninety percent of people. All right, man, um, man on a mission. Yeah, and he always brings his uh, little cloth lunch container bag thing. It's it's a green one, kind of turquoise. Anyway, okay. he he put he th- he looked like he probably shoved it in the fridge, which is probably 15 feet away from my desk. And he knocks over um some asshole left his can of it's like one of those coffee energy drinks. Okay. It's got yeah. the taurine, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're vi- talking about. A little bit of vitamin B. That thing gets knocked over and it just gets everywhere. Like the Wait, entire. It was, like, it was a can of it? Yeah. Like put it back in the fridge? Yeah. A full ass can. That's weird. So it spills everywhere. And then everybody like pretends to. It doesn't exist. Like this mess is just awful. <laughs> And this goes on for probably seven hours. And then I'm like, I'm going to fucking clean it, I guess. Don't you guys have like a, like a janitor or like. Yeah, we do. Maintenance person that comes around and cleans everything. Yeah. But they were just like, no, I'm not cleaning that up. Yeah. I mean, it was second shift, but it gets over everybody's, like everybody that had a bag on the lower shelf just got like covered in it um since i like 
my break room is shared with like people in court like corporate offices or whatever Mm -hmm. and uh i've always been surprised by a couple things like i i think of work as a place where professionals go to be professional Mm -hmm. and so somewhat of what am i trying to say like at home at home habits wouldn't carry over to the workspace or something yeah like something like you knock over a can of something you would clean it up not just ignore it yep Maybe you do that at home, but this is kind of like a shared space. So I've noticed things about that too. It's like people leave like crumbs all over the table in the break room or yeah. they'll uh, like the bathrooms are always a mess. Yeah. And like I've seen stalls with like shit on it. I'm like, this is an office. Like, yeah. What is going on in these like, I guess, emergency diarrhea yeah, it's like, sir, have you have have you heard the good news of Asylum Husk? <laughs> you might want to start taking that, old man. Just, there's things that in public spaces I've always assumed, not even just like you're going to work and it's like a more professional environment or yeah. quote unquote should be, but two, like just in public in general, there's like things that maybe you do at home you just don't do, mm-hmm. but maybe people think work is like home and then they can just make a mess of things, not clean it up. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of bizarre to me. Yeah, if, yeah. If there's, I'd just be mortified if ever, like dirtied the bathroom that way. Yeah, it's like. I, I guess like it's embarrassing, so they probably just bail. You know, like I can't let anyone know it's me that did this. Yeah, or it's like, well, at least there's three other good ones that I can wreck. <laughs> Maybe I should change my diet. Yeah. No, no. I'm going to keep living out of the vending machine at work. Hell yeah, dude. Get like a nasty cardboard burger. Heat it up. <laughs> it's it. so bad. I. It is bad. It's terrible. I I was almost tempted to make an account there. like, But then I just never did. I'm eight years strong. <laughs> I I'm a fan of like shit food like really like stuff that's really bad for you like i love gas station burritos i think they're the perfect type of nasty they have their place those those vending machine cheeseburgers are on a whole new level of nasty though like i can't i I always have a stomach ache after i yeah after i eat one so like if i have i usually don't take from the vending machine anymore but if i do have to take something from work and like i'm hungry i need a sandwich or something there's always a club sandwich of some sort in there so i'll take that yeah the work for just kind of my like overflow area from my fridge my personal fridge at home do you keep some do you keep things in your in that fridge long term in like the work fridge um yeah kind of like i I bought a bunch of uh kimchi (laughs) really and i was like yeah, I'm taking over this. Really? I didn't know people did that. People will, like leave their shit in the fridges at work and they'll get really nasty to the point. Oh, where, like, yeah. You have to pull everything out and they yeah. like, scrub it down. Oh, I know. Just forget well, about their sandwich. I don't forget about there. the stuff I have in there. Okay, that's good. I mean, yeah. But there there has been so there's a there is a cheeseburger from McDonald's that's been sitting on the top shelf at work. For probably, it's coming up on three weeks. What the fuck? 
It's, it's probably like still a, good though. It's a science <laughs> experiment, right? Yeah. Like they did at the end of Supersize Me. Yep. You know, there there are two operators. I think they actually do think that way. Really? He's like, oh, they got mad when I threw something out one time. He's like, oh, that was their science experiment. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, you're you're 37. What are you doing? <laughs> he just wants to see what happens. Yeah. Watch nature take its course. I'm like, that's blue mold right there. You could eat that. Yeah. Maybe. You just don't eat the black stuff. The black mold. Yeah, there. Yeah, it just gets nasty. Oh, there's also some. Uh, what is it? Chick Fil A. There's been a big ass bucket in there, or cardboard hen house, whatever. I don't know what. All I know is it's Chick Fil A, but I haven't gotten the Chick Fil A in years. I think they're pretty good. They they come with pickles. Yeah, I like their. Last time I was there, I got like the spicy chicken sandwich or something. And they're actually spicy. Yeah, they're actually like decent for fast food. So I forget. Are we supposed to hate Chick Fil A for some reason? I don't. But I don't know. It's hard to keep all my hate straight. Um, they're closed today. Sorry, listener. Oh, that's right. They're like hyper religious or something. Yeah. Just like Hobby Lobby. Mm-hmm. I mean, in f- at least their their employees are getting a theoretical weekend. Unlike, <laughs> yeah, like a day where like they don't have to come in. Like, yeah, like a I grocery know. store job, you could work six days a week, but you never get a consecutive day off. Right. Like, there's you need at least. I think I like the idea of like having a day where everything shut down. Like they do that in Europe. I think. Yeah. I know, like, in Germany, like, a lot of places are closed on Sundays because um, it's, like, just a day to chill out, be with your family. Yeah. Go to church if you're a good good Lutheran boy from southern Minnesota or something. Yeah, but, or the low know. country in Munich. Munich. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I don't mind if, like, businesses said like hey we're just gonna be closed on sundays yeah i mean i guess gas stations and grocery stores probably have to be open yeah but yeah i mean fairway is closed i think walmart closes on thanksgiving day now too that's good yeah it just seems like a decent thing to do yeah it's like what's that one extra day gonna get you Honestly, they should just like close down Thursday and Friday. Like they every everywhere should do that. Yeah. Like the only the only paid holiday I get this week is Thursday for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. But then like you have to use PTO if you want Friday off. It's like what what is anyone doing yeah. on this Friday? Like we're shut we're shutting down shop. So I don't know. It just never made sense to me that anyone would have the day day off on Thursday, then they would make everyone come back in on a Friday. Yeah. Following it. Just well, and then, stuff. yeah, like that time off, people come back stronger. It's like they never think about that. No, I don't think they do. And that's why we have like ridiculous like PTO standards as a country. Yeah. Like it's like I think in other modern 
or industrialized country, not modern industrialized country or whatever, Western industrialized countries, they, they have at least four weeks to start out with. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of cases it's like six weeks. So like, I think the concept of starting out with like two weeks paid vacation, but there's no mandated PTO. So like businesses don't have to give you paid time off. Yeah. It's not, it's not. But if you do find one that does, like you have to, you starts at two weeks and then you have to work there for years before they give you more. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, it is weird because like the company I work for, they're sort of European. So I get pretty good vacation. Like, even though like the amount of overtime I get, it's like I'm working like, 1.3 years basically in a in a work year. Oh yeah. <laughs> but but I get a ton of vacation and then um I've been flirting with the idea of like switching over to like a white collar job and then I look at the the benefits and like the white collar company is oh uh, yeah, you get 2 weeks and you're lucky for that. Um and then, Gross. like, fraternity leave is, like, half what it is at my company. And then, yeah, if, if I even got that job, like, I wouldn't even qualify for that <laughs> for crazy. six months. It's like, what? Yeah, that's always been, like, kind of baffling to me. Like, when you start a new job and they say, like, well, the vacation policy doesn't kick in until after one year you've been here. Yeah. So you just have to work a year straight. Yeah. To even take like some PTO. That's total like, bullshit. It is bullshit. Um yeah. You're just a surf to your your company. And you're lucky if you get PTO. I tell you what, you know what? If you don't like it, you can go find a better job. Yeah. So stop complaining, you dumb liberals. Yeah. Go get another job. You're not a slave, you're a wage slave. Yeah. This workplace is a piece of shit. Don't try and make it better. Just find a different job. <laughs> Are you reading any books right now? Uh, no. Oh. I'm pretty much uh, not doing anything. I it's just I'm really busy. I feel like yeah. I don't have time to do yep. anything. I hear you I'm there. In, I'm in constant pain now too. Like I have sciatic nerve issues or whatever. So like I'm just always in pain and I I don't know what to do. Yeah, that's not good. Probably, probably go to the doctor. So, like, when I sit down, I don't want to get up again. So mm-hmm. I should just have a book next to me on the couch, and then I can read. <laughs> what are you reading now? You've got to be. Well, you always got your nose in something. Yeah. Um. Well, I was reading Go- Gone with the Wind, but unfortunately, I had to return it because it stopped letting me renew it. Um. But I, I have been listening to a lot of audiobooks. Um, I just started one. Uh, it's called Russia by Anthony Beaver. Okay. And it's covering the the revolution in Russia or the Civil War. But they're they're just talking about kind of the despair of like the common people, um, and also the soldiers, like just kind of the terrible conditions they'd be in on on their Western Front. Yeah. Yeah, there was no winners in the First World War <laughs> at all. This is like hellscape. Um, you, you've listened to Dan Carlin's Hardcore History, right? Yeah, 
Yeah, his uh, what is it? Blueprints for Armageddon. Yep. Which is the ones on World War One. Super good. Recommend. Definitely listen to those. But like, um, he described uh, kind of towards the end of the war or whatever. You had like the Germans and the Russians on like opposite um trenches or whatever, and like the Germans would like hear the Russian troops just beating the fuck out of the officers or something. And like the revolution, like (laughs) when it got to the trenches and just like not obeying orders. And then the fear that it, or not the fear, but the inspiration, some of the German soldiers like got, like when they would capture Russians, they would be like talking about like, we don't want any part of this war anymore. Like we're the revolution. (laughs) Like we don't know why we're fighting this war. And then the Germans are like, Hey, wait a second. Why are we fighting this war? And then it like trickled back to germany and stuff yeah yeah where they had all the street fighting between the communists and the national socialists yeah the fascists the nazis and then you had the state in between just trying to mediate but they're also like heavily nationalistic too Mm -hmm. yeah it it is crazy when they talk about how they would intimidate their officers like yeah we're gonna we'll kill you (laughs) yeah basically i think i've seen a few leaks of like that happening again today nowadays like in the russian army it sounds like they have a their army is completely obsolete falling apart and there's mutiny mutinies happening everywhere so they still Mm -hmm. have that revolutionary spirit apparently of telling the officers to go fuck themselves (laughs) (laughs) nice um but yeah so what 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 else is going on with that book uh well i just started yesterday so i kind of feel like you know when you're dealing with russian names it's good to kind of see what they actually look like just to put names to a face like cuz in, like in audiobook book form it's sort of just like oh. bloop, and like I'm I'm aware of some of the names like Trotsky and Lenin but when you get to like all these different ministers and stuff it's like I don't yeah they how can you remember <laughs> yeah and that's the thing with like revolution or like anything in history you you know like the two top names or the three top yeah. names but then there are so many other people that like had very important roles that people don't even talk about. Yeah. Like, yeah. The Cause dip- there's always like one diplomat that decided to like deliver a letter or didn't just, you know what I mean? Like yep. small stuff like that. Like that person changed history and they were yeah. just like the, like the middleman of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause there's all these fragmented sort of left-wing parties that developed in Russia and then they're like fighting their way to the top. So there's like, yeah, different leadership structures and they play like minor roles, but they're still important. Yeah. Cause it was, I got to Google this real quick. There Another a- thing they talked about was like how, <laughs> how the rails were just sort of, they dealt a lot with like the permafrost or, or just getting like all the snow <laughs> that, that would fall on them and like keeping them clear. Oh, and then the Russian snow. And then, you know, they're telling the czar or like the czar's ministers were like telling him, 
you know, he, he should probably leave. But <laughs> he was like such a dullard that he he didn't realize like the the people could just like block the tracks and wouldn't let him out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah wasn't nicholas the second known for being kind of a duh yeah like i don't think he was like a stupid person by any means but like he was just like so unaware he got of, like way too doing. focused on like minutiae and stuff like he wanted to personally respond to like these like low-level other bureaucrats and stuff and just yeah he was spinning his wheels big time. I mean, you kind of have to think of it like a group chat. I mean, how many group chats can you be in before you lose track of everything? <laughs> yeah, that's true. And you're a leader of a state, and you're wanting to respond to this minor person. <laughs> You've got like 300,000 group chats going at one time. Yeah, that would be. that's actually a pretty good metaphor for... My, from modern times like it would be really hard to keep all that track all track of all that mm-hmm. but yeah there was multiple fa- uh, factions that were um trying to take control in the revolution because like you've heard of the mensheviks right yes they're the bolsheviks and the mensheviks or whatever but yeah. oh yeah the mensheviks were the majority if i remember right yeah but they're they call themselves the majority. They were the minority. The Bolsheviks were called the minority, were the majority. Yeah. How much do you I, know gets, about the difference between those two? Uh, Pretty convoluted. <laughs> yeah. I don't really remember what, like I learned about it like one time, but I can never remember. Oh, I'd still recommend the listeners check out Trotsky on Netflix. I think it's still up. But Is it's, that the one that... It's the Russian language one, okay. but it, it's really well done. I heard that that was pretty like, uh, is it kind of like nationalistic? E- yes, in some it's kind of weird to think of it as like being nationalistic, but what because I have he's, heard of it. he's advocating for world revolution. Right. But... I mean, like the true goal of like communism with like, the ultimate worker there is no state there's only worker unless, leadership across the unless they're like trying to like paint him as a bad guy which you know he kind of did abandon his family yeah that's well i mean that was kind of like i think what i was thinking nationalistic in the sense like they they wanted them to kind of blame him for like rush russian decline yeah i mean there's some crazy because he was their general and i think he's a pretty good one with the resources he had. But th- there's some, I don't know. He definitely was one of those guys that was willing to break a lot of eggs yeah, to get ahead. So, push the boundaries or whatever. Yeah. Like there's one scene where they come up on a funeral out on the step or whatever. And like some of these peasants get like really angry because um, they've gotten in a fight with, like, the Red Army or whatever, or, like, some of the patrols. And so, like, this group of mourners, like, starts running at him, and he orders his troops to fire on him and kill them all. It's really, yeah, t- tough scene. 
Yeah, I've had that on my radar. I kind of want to watch it. Yeah. No, so. Yeah, you'll you'll find out if you want to watch it in, or watch the entire thing in five minutes. In five minutes? Yeah. Got it. It's one of those kind of shows. Yeah, and you'll just chug through it. It's it's a great show about trains too. Oh well, then I'm definitely in because <laughs> I like a good train video, all eight hours of it if possible. But yeah, okay, now I'm sold. Now that I know it's got trains in it. I'm definitely yep. gonna watch it. There's a kid in my preschool class. His name is Sam, and he had red hair and he liked trains. So it's a Sam thing. Yeah, we just I, like I really do think there there might be something to it. <laughs> We just want to take things a little bit slower. Yeah. We'll take the rail instead of the, the plane. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, uh, Russia has always been such a fascinating topic to me since mm-hmm. I was a kid even. I don't understand it. It's so big. Well, I think, uh, yeah, it's so big, but I think it's just because that it's just one of those things that's been in, ingrained in us for so long as Americans, like, oh, the Russians, you know, you know, never trust a Vladimir kind of yeah. thing growing up like our parents growing up during the cold war um it's like there there are these people that have always been kind of omnipresent in our lives in a weird way mm-hmm. in the way they just like uh how like our parents talked about it or like how we learned about russia in school you know yeah because they would all do their um duck and cover underneath their desk mm-hmm <laughs> It's kind of the same way, like, Americans kind of look at this the same way Russia, like, Europeans do. And I think Russians kind of see themselves kind of the same way as, like, I should say, like, the Russian state or whatever. is like, they're European, but not kind of thing. Yeah. And so, like, they, they I mean, there's, they're part of, the, the like, the East versus West or the East or whatever. But there's always been that split throughout history. It's like they're part of like this whole collection of states here, yeah. like the West, but they're not, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, that was one. There was one interesting part in the book where I don't. I think it was one of the czars before Nicholas, but he was saying how Russia was like politically 200 years behind the rest of Europe, and they're actually more or uh, Asian. And so they need an autocrat. <laughs> and it's been the argument for every yeah, Russian that leader. Yeah, that made for, me laugh. Like, for, it's literally been the the argument for all Russian leaders. So maybe in 100 years, they'll finally be with the rest of the world. Yeah, they're just that far behind. Speaking of all this, did you hear the news recently? Everyone was in uproar. Like, two people died in Poland because of oh, that yeah. rocket attack. And people were like, yep. Russia hit. Poland, and then it turned yep. out. I think didn't it turn out it was like a Ukrainian? Yes, missile I don't, or whatever. Yeah, I don't know it why the missile was even launched, but I remember I heard a theory like it was actually like anti-air. Defense, oh, okay. And it like either misguided and like flew the wrong mm-hmm. way, or it actually shot down a missile and fragments are what actually hit Poland or yeah. whatever. It would be interesting, you know, if the missile had been a little bit more destroyed and we didn't know. Yeah. Like it would be really interesting. What would what would be happening? <laughs> I don't know. Do you think there's any conspiracy behind it or was it just an accident? I, I mean, accidents happen in war yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yep. 
And it's surprisingly, we haven't had more scares like this. But like, I remember, honestly, here was here's something that I noticed that was kind of interesting. Like after that happened, because you know all the people, all the crazy like neolibs or whatever, they're talking like we need to put boots on the ground in Ukraine and like yeah. we need to like invade Russia. Like say crazy fucking shit like that. Like mm-hmm. nukes be damned or whatever. Like World War Three, let's finish this or something. I, I see it all the time. It's mm-hmm. like bizarre. But those people were actually really quiet that day. Like when people are like murmuring about like was article Article Five gonna be thing, I, I was like, "There's nothing's gonna happen." Mm-hmm. Like I don't like you can you can spill this rhetoric all you want, but like nothing's gonna happen. Like they're not gonna go through with it. And those people were really and actually the media, surprisingly not from what I saw or and heard, they were like, "Let's actually calm down with this one because like this is actually a serious allegation kind of thing." Yeah. Like, but they've been like beat. They've been beating that rhetoric for so long, and they seemed actually quiet that day. Like let's yeah. just pump the well, brakes. Well, let's say even if it was Russia, I mean, two guys. I don't know. I well, I think it, it obviously wasn't intentional. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like yeah. what happened was like not an intentional thing. So I think in order for a NATO country to like call for Article Five, it has to be an intentional attack. Yeah. And I think they're going to use that. They're going to start explaining that over and over and over again to the public because I'm guessing there's going to be more things like this happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, how many people do you have to kill to like cause a full on retaliation? Because <laughs> even with 9 11, let's say it wasn't an inside job. Okay. Um, like I, I know at the time, I was like, yeah, dude. okay. And also, I'm 11 years old here, but it's like, yeah, we need to go to war. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, same. But also, I was like, they're yeah, like thought the same thing. But like, I don't know when the switch changed in my mind. Maybe 15 years later, I was like, probably shouldn't have even gone in. I mean, why did we invade Iraq? Because I think even Iraq, we invaded over sort of that, uh, what was it, anthrax scare. Yeah, it was, I mean, they were building a whole case, like, even before 9-11, you know, that, you know, Iraq's going to have to be dealt with. Mm -hmm. And that's just, like, how they they were trying to build public support for war, you know, long, even before 9-11, which is crazy. It's crazy when you Earlier in the 90s. Yeah. Oh, speak. Um, there's a Katy Perry music video, like getting some traction again, <laughs> um, where she was like in a military uniform. Did you see that at all? No. I'm I don't look. think I want to either. No, I mean, but it. They're just making the case like that's like propaganda or whatever. I mean, it is propaganda. Like they're all in on it. You know the Hollywood. Yeah. Oh, just... it, it was the song "Part of Me." Oh yeah, I remember when that came out. Yep, I remember. But not really. I don't like that song. So yeah, there. I don't <laughs> like it. Um. Yeah. 
Uh, I was really gung ho to for the U.S. to kick some ass all the way to the point where like my uh, views started to change when I was, you know, deployed to Afghanistan, mm-hmm. and then I kind of like realized that this is a rich man's war kind of thing. Yeah, there was no point to us being here. Nothing's going to change, and ultimately. I mean, it still took me years later to realize the whole thing was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's something I had to come to the conclusion on my own. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's fucking nuts. I heard a conspiracy that Ukraine did it on purpose so they uh, could pull us into the war so they can finally finish it. Because, like, this huge counteroffensive that they did, apparently, like, in the theory, like, the counteroffensive they just did just wore out all their resources. Mm-hmm. And now Russia's, like, destroying all their like energy infrastructure so like millions and millions of people are gonna freeze this winter yeah like this war is gonna get like really really bad and wait are you referring to like the pipeline thing no i'm talking about like they've been doing like bombing runs across the country like destroying like power plants and like Mm -hmm. um water filtration systems and just infrastructures for like the infrastructure to like help people live basically yeah you know one thing i'm surprised doesn't happen more is like what are they called emt or emp bombs where like they take out like all the electrical systems and stuff i think we've learned that russia doesn't have those kind of capabilities yeah i don't know it like people are always wondering why they didn't turn off the internet right away like they have the power to shut down the country's internet mm-hmm. and they never did. But some people say like they wanted to like, at first it was because they thought Ukrainians would see them as liberators or whatever, which did mm-hmm. not happen. And then, yeah. um, then they, they kept it on so they could try and push like the info war, you know, propaganda out for the info war saying like, all your leaders are Nazis and you need to overthrow them and install a new government. Like Russia is actually not your enemy. You're, we're your brothers, yeah. kind of thing. There seems to be a lot of Nazi regalia, though, throughout Ukraine. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm talking this without any, without any kind of opinion on it. I'm just yeah. kind of giving a brief overview. But like, yeah, there's uh, NATO has somehow has a problem finding any picture they can show of Ukrainian forces without somebody wearing Nazi fucking paraphernalia. It is, yeah. It's bizarre. Like, I, yeah. yeah, Ukraine is, is seems very homogenous. Yeah. Well, the national like, and that comes back from like the nationalists, like they were fighting with the Nazis yeah. during World War Two, was because they wanted ultimately independence from Russia, mm-hmm. or so they said. But then they turned around and you know helped facilitate the Holocaust by like turning on you know helping the nazis like hurt like her jews yeah einsatz group and yeah and like auxiliary. executing them and yep. you know you know they they did some really terrible things but the there was nationalist symbols that lived on and still live in ukrainian folklore today about yeah. how they fought and fought and fought and a lot of people see them as like heroes thus you have the nazi yeah. element that you know comes out of that there's a lot of anti-semitism too in ukraine you know, and and uh, corruption as a whole. Did are you aware if the Soviets ever did any re-education type stuff 
in Ukraine? Like they did I'm with sh- the I'm Germans? Sure. I'm sure they did something like that. In, yeah, in, just, in the case of like what what kind of like re-education are you talking about? Well, like in East Germany, I th- I'm pretty sure they put like a bunch of the population through like re-education or like to sort of denazify them. But because I know like the U.S., they would they kind of forced like the adult population to watch like documentaries of like what was going on in the camps. Yeah. And a lot of hardly anybody even looked at the screen. Everybody sort of just looked at the floor. I know I was watching something that kind of explained that the re-education they did in like East Germany Mm -hmm. uh, was kind of like you were the socialist and the communist. So you were fighting the fascists the whole time. So you're not the blame for the atrocities. Mm-hmm. as opposed to like yeah west germany was teaching like yeah we did this kind of thing mm-hmm. and there's still a disconnect to how that like how that's perceived like today and how germans vote and where they live and yeah grew up and the economic opportunities but i think that uh this whole latest missile crisis or rocket crisis is going to be very very lucrative for our friends in the defense department and our defense companies yep. like now now we're going to have to put like extra anti-air and anti you know yeah anti-air anti-rocket anti-missile you know systems all mm-hmm. up and down yeah the eastern flank here yeah i almost do want probably trying to to draw Poland in to the conflict. I think Poland does have like a pretty good military. Yeah, they do, I think. Which in contrast to their performance in what was it, nineteen thirty nine? Where they're done in three days. They were out yeah, they were all done though. It was Yeah. Um, I think that would be so risky though, like do you think one country could commit to the fight without bringing all of, like one NATO country could con- commit to the fight without taking all of NATO with it? Yeah, I don't, probably not. Yeah. I think polling would find there would be strong support for that in Poland. I don't know. Cause well, I, I do kind of wonder how Poland feels because like, I, I legit think like the Russians like shot down that, plane in 2010 that carried like the the polish president and a bunch of like military brass but i don't even remember this it was uh the smolensk air disaster it happened in russia uh belarusia is where the plane crashed but they were going to commemorate the katyn massacre and so like Putin and the Russian like military were all meeting there and they were gonna yeah commemorate the dead and sort of going under there thinking they're gonna bury the hatchet and stuff and (laughs) then it didn't happen yeah but I don't know I think there's legit fear like I think looking at it objectively objectively like you can kind of tell that 
Russia really has no chance in hell, like rolling over NATO, I guess. Like their military is just not what everyone thought it was, like even mm-hmm. in the slightest. And all the, most of their fighting force is going to be made up of conscripts soon as well. So like yeah. their their fighting abilities is pretty limited. Um, so I think there's a lot of probably unnecessary, there's going to be a lot of unnecessary military buildup again, mm-hmm. like there was in the cold war, even though it's almost unnecessary as you can see with like how they performed thus far in the war in Ukraine. Yeah. Maybe. Do you think that's good that they're going to be using conscripts? I don't think it's good at all. I think this war just needs to end. Yeah. Well, that's where, you know, with conscription, you know, they're pulling in average people. And yeah, it that can it, sort of give a, what do they call? Maybe some ideological diversity. Because I, I, like. I think you're just, at this point, they're just sending men to their yeah, death. Yeah, young men. Yeah. Yeah. Men to their death. Like, and not even young men. Like, they have like middle aged men that they're throwing in there too. It's kind mm-hmm. of like a crapshoot. So, like, to me, like, this is all Russia is doing right now is just sent, like, basically signing everyone's death, all these conscripts' death warrants because they're just going to throw them in there with barely any military training. And then yeah. you're going to have more experienced Ukrainian troops with better equipment and weapons. Yeah. You know, outmaneuvering, outflanking, destroying them. Yeah. The U.S. sending billions in aid yeah i think it's probably well it's been long past time like i think they need to like there needs to be a diplomatic solution and you know it seems like we don't we as like the united states and nato do not advocate for that like we really we i think the main goal i think what nato and the west's goal actually is with this war is just to run russia down yeah and they'll keep ukraine in it forever they'll tell them like no 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 don't no no negotiations like we can't end this war keep fighting keep fighting keep fighting so in the same way the west is using ukraine yeah and you know sending all their young men and women off yeah and i i think regardless of the outcome of the war ukraine will be joining nato yeah probably like they they might lose part of their country but they're joining nato i i also have a feeling like the russian state will will change oh. yeah putin he's he's 70 years old if i'm not mistaken and i don't think he's well either i think he's sick yeah he had uh i thought i saw something he had like early signs of parkinson's and that Which was like even a year or two ago yeah and so like he's like you saw like all those pictures of him at the long table and stuff like he's afraid of catching covid yeah. and um so he's got like a weak immune system too. So something's going on. So the, I mean, the leadership shakeup beyond that, I think Re- Russia's just going to change altogether. I think I'm hoping that the Russian people have like an actual chance to like have a say in how their government is formed or like formed, and you know that could lead to like a more democratic state, an actual legitimate democratic state. Mm-hmm. And there might be some like separations of like other um, autonomous regions that are already within Russia that might become like officially recognized states independent from the Russian Federation. Yeah, what's well, 
I know both you and I, we've talked how we've wanted to like vacation in Russia. Mm-hmm. Like a couple months even before like the invasion. We're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It'd, be, it'd be sweet to go to Russia. It, yeah. Moscow and. And I still think it would be. Yeah. Um, there's a lot, like, all the history that's there, and, you know, the people are probably outstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would just be fun just to, like, you know, go and visit. Like, that's such an old place. A lot of history, a lot of different governments and theology, and, you know, have run through, like, that area of the world. And it would just be really cool just to, like, set foot and see it i I think the trans-siberian railroad like if you do the like round trip or whatever i think it's like almost three weeks it's like it's like i think it's like eighteen hundred dollars a person but it's crazy i mean for how much you're seeing that what a deal yeah that would be a really cool trip to do and i've always thought about like that would It'd be one of the trips that I would want to do. I think it's it's important for people always to remember is that it, the peoples of one's country are not their government. And you can say that about the United States. You can say that about Russia, mm-hmm. Ukraine, Poland, you know, any of the countries we're talking about anywhere. It's just like people are definitely not. I don't think anywhere in the world you have a government that completely represents the people that live within it. Yeah. You know. So I think I've always like. Like we, we talk about Russia on here all the time, just like, cause I'm so fascinated with like the history and culture of Russia mm-hmm. and like, dude, Soviet science fiction from like the seventies and eighties were like second to none, you know, yeah. like you have like roadside picnic, which later became the movie stalker. Um, don't like some of my favorite, like one of my favorite like books ever that was sweet. Um, but, um, I remember, I need to maybe read Solaris. I've seen the movie. I've seen both movies. I think Kevin said he fell asleep, which is <laughs> understa- honestly understandable, understandable because that movie is kind of slow, but but it was still a good movie. What? Like the yeah. tw- 25-minute um, car scene where you're just looking out the window. I've never seen it. It seems like a trip, though. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a very. Well, I was gonna say it's a very visual movie. It's like no fucking duh. But yeah, it's just very beautiful, and the scope of it is huge. Um, what am I trying to say? Or uh, and, and like uh, music that's come out of the um, like the Eastern Bloc, is super good. Mm-hmm. You know, and. So like there's there's art, culture, and history there that is meant to be appreciated. And once all um, you know, all countries are no longer and there's no borders anymore, and we're all singing kumbaya in our new, new uh, utopic world, um, we'll be able to visit those places and remember the world's past. But I will be have I will have been dead for 150 years before no. that day. <laughs> Unless the, like the climate kills us all and like the, nobody lives on the planet anymore, yeah. which could be possible. Unless Daddy Elon saves us, that'd be great. 
I was just thinking about how, you know, if Tesla goes under, like all those cars are just bricks. Basically. <laughs> Do you think Twitter is going to bankrupt him? Do you think he just got himself over his head and like he's now going to like default on that debt? I heard I heard something like he paid for it, yeah, but was it really his money? What's the bank's money? Or was it like other companies like putting some money towards it? I don't know. Yeah. The more it's, the more you know, this it's too early to say. <laughs> the more this man infects our lives, the worse everything's going to get. Like the man is not an elected official yet holds all this power over individuals like the weird weird people on the internet that think hey he's like a god like the second coming of yeah. jesus christ or something or like how he can basically tell the pentagon like hey i've had starlink up in ukraine for a long time but you know it's getting expensive to run unless you want to cover that i'm going to shut it off or it can make like personal phone calls to like vladimir putin and stuff like this dude has like unbelievable power and he's not He's, he has no check on his power, basically. Yeah. I mean, the government could be like, mm, but they're not going to do anything because that's all they do is go, mm. <laughs> and they literally don't do anything. And I don't think anyone in like other countries are going to do anything. But like, but now he owns like this guy who's obviously going through like a midlife crisis and is like buying billion dollar companies because he's fucking bored and trying to be like the biggest troll on the planet now can like have one of the like most consequential like social media platforms and he can do whatever he wants with it and he can push whatever agenda he wants mm -hmm. you know and people will eat it up because eventually that's going to be all you see on your phone is like he could probably be like special message from elon musk and here you go yeah i don't like him all right okay i'm done yeah i don't don't care for him either but it is really funny that he controls left-wing Twitter. Yeah, that's why we have to call him daddy now. Yeah. Because he's in control. That'd be really funny if it all went over to Truth Social. If we just... In Let, let's take the podcast over there. Yeah. We just infect them with... We can try to do some kind of like nonsense. Yeah, we can do like some like rebranding or whatever, and trying to like I've I've thought about this for so many times like so many times because like in the last episode we talked about like how like expanding Medicaid and like Medicare are actually kind of popular ideas even in like yeah. deep red states. Yeah. So like, I think true, well presented like leftist thought is. Pretty, um, yeah. If it weren't for culture war, we do have a lot of like common allies. Yeah, it would be pretty popular. Is the word I was looking for? Like people would actually like dig it. If it yeah. like, you know, you you got to take out all the scary words like socialist and communist and like Marxist. You yeah. gotta like take all those scary words and like rebrand it and like put a flair of like Americanism in it. 
So you get all these guys like all whooped up. It's like, hell yeah, I love America. Hell yeah, I think the banks should pay more taxes. Hell yeah. Like, you know. Americare. Americare. Yeah. Yeah. We call it. And like, uh, you know, make it sound like, well, this is actually pretty patriotic. And then they'll go for it. Us care. Yeah. Us care. United we stand care. I don't know. United we can all stand because we have health care. I don't know. Like some kind of thought like that but mm-hmm. i don't know i'm a i'm too much of a realist now to believe that there's going to be any change ever too much hans morgenthal <laughs> too much sleepy time yeah yesterday i slept 12 hours that's crazy dude and i had a weird x-files dream that's awesome dude yeah so shit i have to it's funny how dreams, like once you even say what they were about, you immediately forget them. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you write it down? Yeah. I, hold up. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Scully Muller there. I felt the, you know, the, the spirit of them. But actually this, this dream, it was sort of paired with the show Friends. Oh, it was a... Uh, the men in X Files, or the the men in Friends, were like working for like the government, and the women were part of the X Files, and then Phoebe dies. So that's what that to- that tweet means. Yeah. Damn. That's a crazy dream, dude. Were you watching it TV was... before you went to bed? No, I went to bed immediately. I was so freaking tired wild oh here it is dreamed an entire new x-files season the male cast of friends worked for the government to combat their alien ufo pilled female cast spoilers they killed phoebe <laughs> you know pitch that pitch at the fox see if they can get it written up yeah they yeah they should it's a good idea it was, make some money yeah. it was just kind of a scary dream because i was sort of I was like along the river between, um, yeah, the Mississippi. I was on the Mississippi River between Minnesota and Wisconsin, and this shit was happening. That's crazy. Yeah, it was. If it wasn't a scary sort of dream, it would have been really cool. All right, Adam, I think we're going to leave it at your dream. Oh, man. Um, because it's a good. A good a way to end the show by saying uh everyone just needs to go to sleep. Yep. And have good dreams. <laughs> and never wake up. Because the... <laughs> are you living in the real world? I just thought of Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> but they call it the American dream. So what do we got coming down the pipeline? Anything? Same shit, different day. Yeah. Yeah, we got, let me think here, about 60 days before you hear babies crying in the background. Oh, that's right. Both of you, huh? 80, 80 days for me, maybe. Everyone's having kids except me. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to change anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Well, I mean, that's exciting. We'll have uh we'll have new listeners. 
Yeah. Well, our audience Patreon. Is, yeah. Yeah. Our audience is growing. So, hey, I'll, I'll hook them up, up with a credit card. I was going to say, just sign them up for a credit card right away and then uh, build that credit by supporting yep. our Patreon. Yeah. It's like awesome. by the time the kid turns like 18, he'll have like an 820 credit card score. Perfect. You're now, uh, you're now thinking like an American dad. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> uh, plugs. Uh, follow us at Explore underscore Pod. Um, Adam's there doing some wacky shit every day. Every day. And uh, we have the Patreon, of course, at patreon.com slash let's explore this. Chip in. It's whatever you want now, right? Um, yeah. Yep. So whatever you feel like we deserve, maybe a buck or two, why not? So go ahead and support us as we keep um, keep chugging along on that railroad to truth. I like that. I'm just thinking of trains now. It, you know, it, it is a Sam trait. <laughs> My mind just goes to trains. I, I constantly have Thomas the Tank Engine theme song playing in my head. Oh, it no. actually is right now. So. You should go watch uh, the train episode in The Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, I got to go. So thanks for listening, everybody. Yep. We love you. Love you too. Bye.